Hello. Good morning, Captain. Whoa. Good morning, Ooh. Captain. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're a fancy society. <laughs> Anakin, we need to follow the trade recommendations. <laughs> Anakin. <laughs> Anakin, that's no way to treat a lightsaber. R2-D2 produces a fan. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah here it is you know it's a vacation for a lot of people today Uh, oh because of the uh the holiday today it's a holiday day oh the friday was the holiday day there's a monday holiday day in addition to the friday oh i institutionally i think yeah we got we got no mail on friday or saturday and my wife was home, so I assume it was a holiday. <laughs> I think today is a holiday. I don't know. I I was asked uh, by my child what the occasion was, and I couldn't answer. But uh, her mother is home. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's the same thing. I was like, it's got to be a holiday. Your mom is here. Yeah. Today, a holiday in USA. Ask computer. Holiday in USA. My uh, my wife is working as hard and diligently and often and long as she's ever worked. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. I think that it's I think some people are working harder and more and some people are working less and weaker. Mhm. Uh, this is called So it says here on this map of list of holidays in the USA, mm-hmm. that July 3rd was Independence Day in lieu. Observed. And then Monday, July 6th, Independence Day in lieu. Are huh. we are we in a thing now where Independence Day gets two in lieus? Mm. I, well, so I don't mean to sound contradictory, but I, I did do some uh, searching about this. Of course, this is one of those topics where every site you go to is hot garbage. And it's oh, all sure. a bunch of, like, sign up for an account. And, and just tell me if there's mail today. That's really all I want to know. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but I, I don't know. I think, back to what you were saying, though, I think, and this kind of relates to one of my file cards, but I think it's difficult for people to achieve certain kinds of velocity right now for all kinds of reasons. Some of them very rational and professional and others probably really quite personal. I mean, this is setting aside the like taking care of a little kid while you're trying to have meetings and calls and stuff. But I think it's a difficult time. The the actual thing in my file card was uh, learning how to harness or redirect energy right now, which I think is something that's very challenging for people. Harness or redirect energy. Mm-hmm. I think it's true. I mean, in my context, I think about it from a sort of, I hate to say it, but a creative standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for people working from home, velocity is difficult. And, and I'll bet you, back to our to- ongoing topic, I'll bet you there are some people who are like, huh, there's certain parts of this that where it's way, I'm doing a way better, more professional, and more useful, truly productive uh, job with my work right now than I was before. I mean, yes. I don't have to get dry cleaning. I don't have to commute. And nope. for certain kinds of this work, it's it's really trivially easy. And other kinds of the work that's difficult, I'm going to speculate. We may as one realize how much of that was bullshit we never needed in the first place. Are you eating better? No. Most people, I, I hear everybody saying, oh my gosh, I'm gaining all this weight, I eat all this stuff, and like, I just, I'm so fucking tired of eating. I dread going <laughs> from my office back to the house every day and it's saying, and we to eat. gotta have the conversation, and frankly, we usually end up getting delivery or making pasta. I'm just, yeah. I'm just so tired of, <laughs> our, our house is so gross, <laughs> and I just don't, I'm like, I'm like, I find myself saying the dumbest thing, like, can we just not make any more dishes? <laughs> Yeah, no, no more. Let's just stop eating. You know what now. I mean? Now, what yeah. about you? How's your How's your diet? Hunger strike. Yeah, I'm going hungry. Oh, R.I.P. Uh, Charlie Daniels. R.I.P. to a real one. You know what happened? Uh, what what happened had happened was. around here? Yeah, 
was that some point along the way, back in the day, when you and I were sponsored by Blue Apron. Mm, mm-hmm. Remember these days? Yeah, that was a while back. And Blue Apron sent us some meals. <laughs> Farm egg. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash supertrain. There are so many things you can do with Squarespace. You can create a beautiful website to turn your cool idea into your new home on the web. You can have a blog or publish other kinds of internet content, things like galleries. You can sell products and services of all kinds promote your physical or online business and you know there's a lot of things that need online promotion right now you know let's be honest you can even announce an upcoming event or a special project you do that all on your very own squarespace site you're dragging you're dropping utterly a joy to use squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online you get the ability to customize the look and feel settings products anything on your site all with just a few clicks and this is really true Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box, and they have a new way to buy domains where you can choose from over 200 domain name extensions. They have analytics to help you grow in real time, built-in search engine optimization, free and secure hosting with nothing to patch or upgrade ever, and their 24 by 7 award-winning customer support. I'm going to say it again. You're using Squarespace right now because that is the only place where Roderick on the line has ever lived. Yes, I also do my own personal sites there, but the one I use, uh, where I use Squarespace, like clockwork every week, is Roderick on the line. It's a very mature workflow. It's fun to do. Uh, As you'll be hearing in this episode, I think sometimes it's nice to just have something to put your hands to that you know how to do. Dare I say, this is a good time. If you've been wanting to move your website somewhere cool or to make a new website from scratch, why don't you just go in and check it out? You can go and start building a site. Uh, it's not even going to cost you anything. You go and you get a free trial. How do you do it? You go to squarespace.com slash supertrain and you can get a free trial. And when you are ready to launch, you got it just the way you want for now. Use our very special offer code supertrain and that will save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. You know, they pay us to do these ads, but they can't pay me to, to love it. And I, I really, I'm so grateful for what they've done for me uh, and, my, and my work and my, uh, such as it is, and my, and my internet life. Uh, Squarespace has been a great friend and partner, and they get my official okie dokie. Squarespace.com slash supertrain. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick Online and all the great shows. I always laugh at Farm Egg. They had to, lay, they had to put a thing on it and label it. Oh, oh that's an egg. Where's it from? Oh, no, shit, no. I should have read. It's a Farm Egg. Farm egg, not an egg. Yeah. Anyway, I had, you know, I tried to make those things, but it was like they'd send you three of them and I'd make one and then pretty soon. eh. So I started giving them to my mom and my mom did the thing where she took the meat out and the egg (laughs) and she gave me the meat. She was like, here, here's some pork and some chicken. You'll eat that. And I was like, yeah, I'll eat that. Sure. And then she took the everything else, the vet, oh, and then she took the seasonings, the non-essential seasonings, and she threw them out the window. And then <laughs> the she tiny took tiny little tiny 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 yeah. packet of paprika. <laughs> yeah. And then she took the vegetables and she made a vegetable stew of some kind. And it's like so the opposite we were, of stone soup. Yeah. Yeah, we were we were dissecting these things and turning them into multiple meals for different people. But then uh, my daughter's mother was like, wait a minute, you're getting free meals? Why don't you give them to me? Stop giving them to your mom. Mom doesn't need anything. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> wow. So, so I said, all right, mom. Internecine family conflict there. It was. It was. I said, mom, I'm Stop not Stop giving those. food to your elderly mother. <laughs> well, think about my mom. I don't, know, I don't know if you know anybody else like this, but my mom goes to the grocery store every day. Mm-hmm. And... She doesn't now, but uh, yeah. she used to every day. And now she gets the grocery store. Or she gets some like little teeny food thing. Somebody brings her. I mean, she just wants a farm egg mm-hmm. and she goes and gets one farm egg. She gets it like, some, delivered. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. Some crazy old school people. I know that you like to get one roll of toilet paper delivered every day. I do. I do. Have, oh, my God, John. I have so many responses to what you just said. First of all, let me uh, address the uh, last question first. Mm-hmm. At some point a few years ago, the toilet, big toilet paper started doing this thing where the, the paper 
on the roll, and I don't want to be gross, but the paper on the roll became very unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And they 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 tried to, to to fuck us a little bit, you know. That's how they get oh. you. They made the inner core tourney cardboard tube larger, right? Oh. And it was also kind of misshapen. Now, as a child, when I was a youngster, you could grab. I'm not this type. I'm a folder, not a stuffer. But you could be the kind of person who grabs it and goes, and it was like. Uh-huh. A perpetual motion machine. It was so fucking round. But then it became hot garbage because nobody cares about anything involving quality anymore. Well, I'm here to tell you, I need to find out what brand we've been getting because the pride is back, baby. Oh, nice. It's so, it's practically, first of all, the roll is huge. It barely fits in our in our ancient holder. But it, the paper is very, very nice. Not too soft. It's, it's a Goldilocks type situation. But yeah. the core tube is fantastic. I'll find out and let you know, but it's very satisfying even if you're a folder. Because yeah, accessibility a, helps everybody. It's the core tube that really changes the game. Yeah. Food anecdotes. First of all, food anecdote number one. And I'm going to say this out loud. I don't like to talk about my life on here, but I, I don't know what the fuck happens to me. It's something my daughter and I really enjoy, Popeye's fried chicken. And I don't mm-hmm. get it very much for reasons that will become clear in a minute. Mm-hmm. But we get some chicken. She likes the biscuits and the red beans and rice. And maybe she'll nibble a little bit on one tender. I like all those things. Plus the sandwiches are good. Plus the pieces are good, et cetera, et cetera. So we got that on Saturday morning. And I felt like homemade shit for the entire day. I ended up sleeping like 11 hours over that 24-hour period. And I was in an incredibly sour mood all fucking day long. Oh, dear. I had two mini naps in addition to my regular sleep. Oh, dear. So I need to not do that. Yeah. Can I, can I do one more? Yeah, go ahead. One more food okay. anecdote. Let's put this, this, no shade, no lemonade. This goes under the big heading number one that says, fine, but not really for me, as my friend Adam taught me to say. This is not for me. Well, like your pal Dave Edgar says about comments, that's not for you. No, it's not for you. There's things out there that I'm not here to criticize, or as the youth say, drag, but some things that are not for me, which is not to say it's not for my very special lady friend. And that includes all kinds of delivered food things, whether that is like a good eggs style, like we bring you a grocery bag full of like pretty good stuff, or one of those garbage produce services that just keeps giving you fucking turnips or whatever. Mm. winter bullshit vegetables but there's Brr. but you know the, the, the thing is you get one of these things and if we, our, our refrigerator is so small and it's just full of all of these ingredients for food i don't really super want and i feel like it reached its apotheosis with a new service she's trying that i that shall not be named but you may have seen television commercials for a service and here's their their log line here's their pitch hey listen you know, it's such a pain to cook and you don't want delivery. You want like good stuff. And guess what we bring you? We get bring you finished meals. Okay. In a little tray with a plastic cover. And then you just reheat it and it goes, you've got this fresh meal that you get to eat in like three minutes. Fresh meal. And so I said, uh, so they bring you leftovers? Or they bring you a thawed TV dinner. And she's like, no, it's really good. They make a, something called beef bowl. Yeah. And I was like. It only costs $22. I finally had one of them. And it just dawned. <laughs> Have you ever. Okay. I don't know if you're like this. I know my lady's like this. She ha- ha- hates throwing food away. Food she has, let's be honest, no intention of ever eating. But there's two tablespoons of it left over. And so she puts it into a Ziploc bag, 22 cents, yeah. and then yeah. it sits in there until I throw it out. Mm. So, Pam, now let's put all this together. Here's our new offering. It's like the Queeby of food. No one asked for this. It's essentially five tablespoons of leftovers of a food you don't want in a plastic container. Except, of course, it's $22 or whatever. And I feel like we're real. I'm not really sure. I think we've lost the story a little bit in what we're trying to do here. But you'll eat a leftover. This might be right up your alley. You like a leftover. Well, leftovers are a bone of contention around here because I I am 100% a, a leftover eater, leftover connoisseur. I'll take 
not one, not two, but three separate leftovers oh. and combine them to make a full-size meal. Do they have to be from literally yesterday or could they be a little bit older? They could be from, you know, this is where we get into the Don Schaffner problem where he starts to say past about a week. Yeah, uh, but it's refrigerated mostly, right? Oh, yeah, but he says even then, you know, you're getting into getting into that zone. Yeah. But I'll I'll take one, uh, Merlin, depending on what yes. it is, I'll yes. take a leftover from 10 days ago. I'll put it with Shit a leftover dog. from five days ago, and I'll put it a leftover from two You'll days ago. You'll introduce them to each other like friends at a party. You guys need and to meet. And one of them... One of them will be Italian, one of them will be Mexican, oh. and one of them will be Chinese. It's like a freaking Benetton. It's a Benetton meal. Yeah. I love this. I love it too. It's great. I love a leftover. I love, what, I love realizing that there's leftovers. Like one of my favorites to make is big ziti, and we make a shit ton of it, and I'll be like, hmm, it's bedtime. Well, another one of my new things, which is extremely healthy, is I fall asleep on the couch watching TV. I wake up at 2 or 3 in the morning, and I go, hmm, I could eat. Yeah. I'm like one, like I'm one of those now. colonial people that splits up their sleep now, but it doesn't bother me, so it's not a problem. I have a nice big meal. I go to bed at 3. I have a 2 a.m. meal all the time. But 2 a.m. meal, and then I'm like, me. well, that was a 2 a.m. meal. I should probably have a 2 a.m. dessert. You've earned it. You've sure, made it's it through. Part of a meal. Part of a meal. Know, all of this year, but, and you're here, you know? But what happened with the uh, with the food uh, the food boxes is that we started uh, I started giving them to um, I started taking them away from my mom and giving them to uh, my daughter's mother and she got this is exactly this is how they get you oh. she got so that she liked to do it now I didn't think when we when we started getting sponsored by uh, that company I thought oh this is one of these. This is one of these internet things. This is like Soylent or whatever. Everybody's going to talk about it for a couple of months, but there's no way anybody is actually going to sustain an economy based on somebody sending you a bunch of ingredients. It seems like a lot of, um, well, they would like to think of it as added value. I think of it, and I'm not, again, I'm not slamming this. Thank you for your service, but it is, it's a lot of, it, it may be added value to a lot of people, but to me, it's a lot of kind of the worst of both worlds like i gotta well, still yeah. make it and right all i want really if i'm gonna make some food i'll make scabetti i'll make yes. uh i'll make pachotle or i'll make yeah. sticks or i'll make something you know <laughs> like i'll just throw some ingredients in a pan and, and make it and I, it's not very good mm-hmm. but it's fine yeah. but this she got into them and then i think some other podcast i'm on who can keep track mm, all the great shows uh, started to get advertised upon by um, HelloFresh, uh-huh. a different kind of box. Uh-huh. And uh, anyway, she got into the habit of getting these HelloFreshes. So now, every and and for a long, you know, for a long this time, this is literally how they got her. That's how they got her, and then and, and by extension, me. Big box. But, um, mm-hmm. but uh, back when. Everybody was working and it was a busy time. We would get these things and a lot of them would go uneaten or, you know, they'd get, I, I, I did the mom thing where I was like, well, I'm taking the meat out of these. If you're not going to, if you're not going to use the seasoning packets, at least I'm not going to let the, the, uh, like the pork cutlet go to waste. But, but you're like somebody, you're like when they do a drop in like, you know, Escape from New York and everybody starts staring at the box. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, the thing they so, want. so this thing arrives every Sunday. There's a box that's on the porch. It's three meals for a, the, for a family. Mm-hmm. And one of them's vegetarian and one of them is some sort of, you know, exotic new thing, Muscovy duck or whatever. And one of them is just some regular food. And we make them over the course of the week when it's like, what are we going to have? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I ne- I'm never the one that says, hello, fresh. But somehow she has stayed the course long enough that it's become a habit for her. And she's like, oh, let's get that hello, fresh going. And I'm like, my shoulders slump. And I'm like, oh, it means I have oh. to I have to chop green onions. Why they, they, they do meals from across the world, but they all seem to have green onions in them. They've yeah. only got seven ingredients back at HelloFresh headquarters, mm-hmm. but we eat them. And so as a consequence, I'm eating better. Oh, interesting. Because I don't go to taco time. You don't, don't have your dim summit. I don't go to Wendy's. I don't have dim summit. I don't do any of the, 
I and and I don't even get away with making macaroni and cheese that often because there's uh-huh. this Muscovy duck sitting there, and then sure. I've got leftovers. And now, now you also feel guilty because you got to eat it. It's no fun to oh, throw. I mean, nothing feels crummier or more white and American than taking unprepared food that's potentially still good and putting it in the trash. It just feels terrible. Oh, I'm always see. I always will find because I like a goulash. I like a. Sure, sure. I like a mess, right? I like a garbage can lid with the with white sauce. <laughs> no problem. And so I will all if there are ingredients, and I know like what their sell by date is. I'll find something to do with them. I'll put them in chili. I'll grind them up. I'll throw them in the blender. I'll whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. like cook them down until they disappear. Um, Because I like to have kind of a pot going and throw stuff in. I I totally agree. I mean, like it's basically a sort of a a sibling of some kind of a stew or, as you say, a goulash. It's so so good and so rewarding. It's so hearty. And it's it's a little bit like pho, which I finally got my daughter into, where it's like you could make a different meal every time with this set of ingredients. And when that could be any set of ingredients, the world's your oyster. You can put oysters in. The world is your oyster, including oysters. Yes. Well, so anyway, there mm-hmm. there. I, but but I, w- I was having a conversation via text message the other day with a good friend, a friend that's appeared on the show uh, fairly regularly, uh, Chad. Mm-hmm. Chad sure. Q, we call him. Showbox. It. And uh, Chad is living out in the woods now. He he had a little like a little beach house, and he's just living there full time. He's not. He's like I don't even. Uh, let's stop pretending that Seattle means anything to me anymore. He's just living in the trees. <laughs> and he wrote me, and he was like, "Hey, why don't you come out next weekend? You know, like like we're not we're we're still in quarantine, but we've kind of realized that." We're all still in quarantine, so it's probably fine that we hang out with each other. I still don't personally, I don't think personally know somebody who's even gotten sick, which is not to say people aren't getting sick. Boy, are people ever getting sick. But the more you learn about this, the crazier the patterns seem to be. And there just seem to be a lot of people who just aren't getting sick and we don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it just, it feels like, it feels like there's something is happening. I don't think any of my well, definitely I know that Chad does not want to re he does not want to go back to the way things were. <laughs> and Chad is one fine. of us, one of us. Yeah, he just wants to sit and talk to the seals, but he would like to see me and I would like to see him. So he was like, "Why don't you come out?" And then he said, "Oh, and another one of our friends is coming out." And I was like, "Oh, is it just our friend or is it our friend and his wife?" And he was like, "It's our friend and his wife." And his mm. wife is very she's very political. And I said, "You know, my tolerance or my threshold, not tolerance, but my threshold for any kind of being stuck in a room with someone who's political right now is super low. Yeah. I don't think that I could go spend a weekend at the cabin if if I was if I were there with someone who was political. Well, like even just just to, to be clear, you're, you're a little bit trapped. It's a little bit of a locked door situation in some ways. You don't want to be a dick, but I know I think I know what you mean. Where it's like. It, the worst of these worlds is somebody who's maybe not quite as smart as they think they are quite. I don't know this person, but where everything will within a few minutes come back to whatever their thing is that they want to talk about. And like without regard to which side of any aisle they're on, that becomes very tiresome if what you really want is a break from all of that. Yeah. Well, and I think more than anything, like she's always been political and I've been trapped with her many, many times and I like her very much. Um, but under normal circumstances, there are lots of things to talk about that aren't political. There are lots of other things to talk about. But nowadays, there's nothing else to talk about. Like, nobody's done anything. There's nothing coming up. The, and every topic is political. So anything that, you know, it's like, oh, hey, this meal was really great. Oh, you think this meal was great? You know, there's just, it's, it's a lead, anything is a lead in. And I don't think there's anything else I mean, Chad and I could sit at his at his house for a year mm-hmm. and never speak a political word between us. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but so really, I said. But even in the best of cases now, there's really not that much else. There's two topics right now to talk about, maybe three, but and really pretty uh, much two. And and they're all political. Both well, of them. Well, yeah, it's going to end, end up on like, well, what do we do next? This This sucks. What do we do? And it's like, well... I don't know. Should we talk about statues? I don't. No, no, not interested. So anyway, I wrote him and I said, or I texted him back and said, hey, I don't think I can handle that. But 
here's what I, here's my suggestion. Why don't you put a list together of all the major projects you have around your cabin? Um, like all the landscaping you've been meaning to do, the rocks that you want moved, the pits you want dug, the branches you want trimmed, the driveway you want graded. Just put all that shit down and then I'll just come out some weekend and we'll just work our asses off. Oh God, that doesn't that sound that sound just, nice. Just chopping wood, stacking logs, making and he rode back immediately and he was like, dude, we need to build a wood fired sauna. And I was like, oh. wood fired sauna. That's the plan. That's going on the list right now. Wood fired sauna. Yep. And and all of a sudden I realized that something has happened to me in recent weeks where I want to do hard physical labor. And when I do it, <laughs> you want to you want to get exhausted making something, yeah, and not seeing Twitter. Can I guess? <laughs> yeah, well, that and also like while I'm doing it, I'm not thinking about anything. Yes, yeah, and yeah. then at the end, I look and I go, there used to be a pile of rocks way down there, and now there's no rocks down there, and there's a huge pile of rocks way up here where I moved them one by one, and it's it's like the simplest, dumbest level of accomplishment. I move rock from place to other place, but it's the greatest, like, yeah. because there's, because it's uncomplicated. And if you moved the rock from there to there and got it wrong, like moved the rock and it turns out a, you shouldn't have moved it or B, you moved it to the wrong place. Yeah. There's no, at least for me, there's, there's none of the like self chastising. <laughs> that happens with creative work, right? If I mm -hmm. do something oh, yeah, and I get sure. to the end of it and I'm like, oh, that turns out that that didn't work. That's not the right lyric. That's not the right song. I worked all day on that and it's garbage. Like I'm super defeated. But if I move a rock from, you know, rock the size of say a garbage pail lid with a, with a buffet on it covered in white sauce, mm -hmm. I move that rock all the way up the hill and it turns out it was wrong. I'll move it back down. I'll move it the next day. I'll move I'll, I'll move that rock every day. That kind of work, I mean, up to the point where you're like putting nails into a board, it, it has almost um, unlimited undo capability, as you might think on a Mac. Like, it's just, just you, all, all I need is you to apply yourself to this thing that is understandable, and you keep doing it until it's done. Right, right, exactly. And it's also, it's just, you know, it's wearing me out, like, if I were to go to the gym and do this work, I would be at the gym for six hours, first of all. And second of all, at the end, I would have accomplished nothing, I guess, except having done it. But, you know, talk about a full body workout, just moving stuff around, you know, just like I got to lift this, then I have to carry it and then I have to push this. And anyway, so I, so I, it would, at no point in my life would I have said, Hey, invite me out to your cabin and give me a bunch of menial jobs to do i know chad likes that stuff too so you know if i came out there and he was like here's a pickaxe i've got a shovel let's dig a hole that would be exciting but i got a i got a call from friend of the show jason finn's lady friend okay and she said hey jason hasn't been doing anything since the beginning of this virus they live on Capitol Hill. They they oh, they they cook food for each other. They have doggies. They're very much in love. Yeah. Why do I feel like he's a runner or something? He's a runner. He's a runner. But she says he's not. There's a little bit of a failure to thrive happening. He's not getting. He something's happened. He's gone into a spiral. And she was like, I need something for him to do. And. I said, well, you know, there's nothing in the world that Jason likes more than telling me that I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> so, and you're going to serve as tribute to get yeah. him reengaged? <laughs> so I said, why don't you pack him in the car? Don't tell him where, where you're going. Bring him out to my house. <laughs> Look, he's a golden retriever. <laughs> he's a, he just, tell, just put a bone in his mouth. Uh -huh. Bring uh -huh. him out to my house. Because he's been, he's been wanting to see my house for six months. My house is still a disaster area. And then the, we the can new, go the new place, the new place. We yeah. can go through the house and Jason can go, what you're doing that. That's not how you should have done. <laughs> what, why is this like this? What is this? Why is that? <laughs> this is dumb. 
this is, uh, and then oh, I can I take him cats. down in the ravine and he can go, Ugh, what? This is, you like this? This is, uh. and he can spend like all day just chastising me and I'll take it. I'll take every bit of it and it'll give, and it'll give, it'll like, you know, give him a new lease on life. So while he's down there to, and that's happening today, uh, while he's down there, I'm going to like see what happens if I put a shovel in his hands and say, like, oh. Hey, why don't you dig a hole over there and tell me what you find? Maybe there's gold at the bottom. Ooh. Yeah. So it, all of this is like, it feels like, it feels like a, uh, it feels like a mental health, not crisis exactly, but we've gone, we're, we're four months in now. And I do feel like a lot of us that said, this is amazing. I never want to go back. We do have some mental health maintenance. We need to start. That's that's a, that's a super good point. Um, I hope that works out. I like that guy a lot. Um, and I think even like to, to your point though, about like, yeah, in some ways it's, it's nice to as horrible as everything is. And as like, as God, it's like twice a day, I just go through this dark night of the soul that I have to sort of fight a little bit. Um, but, um, I think we're all a little bit more like border collies than we'd prefer to realize. Like if we don't have work to doing the thing that we are good at, we will not be happy and we will just herd the children in the yard. And if there are mm-hmm. no children to herd in the yard, we might just run in a circle until we lose our mind. And um, so for, for, I, there's, uh, this is very selfish, but like I have undertaken some public, some non-public. There's a variety of things that I do where I, it's not physical work, although there's some of that. There's some of that fixing up the yard or cleaning out the garage where you're like, why, why wouldn't I do that right now? You know, there's something I mentioned again to, to several of my co-hosts. I haven't talked about this with you yet, but it's like, how, why is it taking me four months to realize we could choose to move the furniture around in life more than mm. we do? In the case mm. of us, like we did change the time that we record, and I think it's been a salutary change. In the case mm-hmm. of another show I do, um, I say to my co-host Alex, like it, it's taking me four months to say, is there a better time for you than the time that we do this? Why did that never occur to me? Like there's all those kinds of things and there's, that's true around the house. Like I want to fix that fucking drawer that's been driving me crazy forever. All I need to do is, you know, get some drawer fixing things, but, but you know, okay. So for me, and this this is, I say selfish. I'm just trying to cover my ass because I'm so goddamn lucky right now. And I don't want to get yelled at because I'm very vulnerable right now, but I have several projects underway right now that are such big hits for me. And that includes this. Like when I finish recording with you, you know, first of all, to to quote some improv actors I like a lot, you know, when, when you're on stage, there's nothing else in the world. Like, mm-hmm. you hear me clicking and typing, that clicking and typing is me writing down, like, a funny thing you said or a title or, like, doing something with an image. I'm not, I'm not looking at Pornhub or, uh, or Ashley Madison or anything. I'm paying 100% attention to you, and I love it so much because I'm not thinking about anything else and I enjoy what I'm doing. When I'm done, I get to edit it. And with this new app that I use to edit, it makes me so happy. Now that ends up being two or three hours, but like Mm -hmm. you look nice today, which we now record and put out on Fridays. It's in in a wonderful way. It's a, it takes a long time. It takes a lot of my day and we Mm. each have a job. So we get set up. What is your look, look nice today job? Oh, you're about to tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that, you know, I, I'm like a border collie. You know, I got to stay busy. But like, so we record. Well, first I got to set everything up because we're trying to do video and make it nice. But we record. Oh, it's a video podcast now? See, this is what's killing me is people don't know it's video. It makes oh. so much more sense if you watch the video. The videos are very funny. But we, we record. And then when we're done, I know this is tedious, but I just hear me out. So like then Adam sends us the raw video to look at and look over is there anything we want to edit what do we want to do and of course my job i say of course because it's a job that i always want on every show is let me find good titles let me find funny bits that i could write around into the description this tiny little bit of stuff i get to do i get to go we have a different piece of show art for every episode none of these things is difficult none of these things is hard it's but they're all little things where i get i get to just do little things with my hands and my heart and my head and when we're done i have participated in something that makes me extremely happy and i have not looked at twitter for hours Mm -hmm. and it feels so so good to come out on the other side of that with reconcilable differences there's some stuff we're doing right now that required me to do some new music 
So I'm learning about, you know, getting back into this new version of GarageBand and like, what's the best way to mic my guitar? I have so much to learn. For every single one of these things, there's something to learn. Like I'm learning more about getting back into modern graphics programs for all these things. You know what I'm saying though? It's like, yeah. it's like, this is my version of a shovel. It's like, I get to make something I'm happy with and the whole time that I'm doing it, I don't want to beat this to death. But like I did realize fairly early on, I look at Twitter way too much and it doesn't make me happy. Um, and, and or whether that, that Twitter could also just be looking at Google News or Washington Post or whatever. But like, I don't know. I would say that's, that's if, if anybody can find the space to do that, it's so nice. For some people, that's long walks with a dog. I think, you know, it could be virtually anything, but like there's something so therapeutic about having something you're pretty sure that you can accomplish. Like you're talking about the difficulty of like, ah, these lyrics suck, but that's the kind of next level. But like doing all of these things, for some people that's making meals, whatever it is, uh, having a garden, but something where you can put your hands and your heart to something and have a thing you're pretty sure you can accomplish is has never felt more important and rewarding to me. I, do you grow anything? I, you know, your backyard always seemed like it was, it had a lot of potential to be a place and mm -hmm. uh, that where things were growing. And you've talked about having done stuff <laughs> in it. I but did like, mostly a, a tech upgrade to the backyard, but for sure there's, it's rough because it's the Western part of San Francisco, but for sure my kids started growing all kinds of stuff in like window gardens. She started growing garlic. She's super into it. Oh, nice. Um, and like, we're just about to undertake a huge like redo of the yard um, for exactly the reasons that you're stating, which is I want to take out the tools. I want to hook up the hose and then we're just going to go back there and keep, keep fixing things till we're tired. Take out the tools, Take out the hook tools. up the hose. Mm -hmm. Take out the tools, hook up the hose. Every day, I take out the tools, <laughs> I hook up the hose. And then at the end of the day, I put away the tools, I unhook the hose. Yeah, It's really, uh, you know, and the thing is not, even if you live in an apartment, even if you live in the, in the concrete jungle, you can, you can have a little garden. It's like a, I don't know, it sounds like, Really, really. Now that my kid is, my kids, I think I might have mentioned my kid out of nowhere is suddenly extremely into garlic and putting way too much garlic in food. It's very weird. How I old said, are you? I, I said, it's like, I feel like 20 pages fell out of my script one day. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with all of this garlic? You're a monster. The house reeks. <laughs> but that turned into, she hits Google. I, I don't know. She could probably find this on TikTok because that's all she does all fucking day. But she goes and finds out how do you, how do you plant and grow garlic? And she's got, crazy ass tall garlic now and wants to have more and you're absolutely right in the concrete jungle or wherever it doesn't have to be garlic but there can can be something where i hate to sound so corny but i think people are so sad right now i think i think one reason you see folks going out and taking off the mask and being a dumbass is that nihilism has started to seep through totally understandably they're so fucking tired of this but like there are things that you can do to make your world a little bit better and maybe that could be just putting some fucking garlic in dirt what, uh, uh, how many times a day do you Google coronavirus? I don't mean anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just coronavirus or, um, or COVID-19. Yeah, well, my version of that, I mean, not that often per se, but I could send you a screenshot of my book, my bookmarks. <laughs> I have so many bookmarks where I go to different sites for different kinds of things and they update at different times and they model in different ways and... Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot, especially in the afternoon. For some reason, uh, the afternoon is often my, maybe it's just because that's also my low energy ADHD medicine wearing off time is I get very, I get very scared and sad in the afternoon. Oh dear. And that, well, like yesterday I saw a thing in Bloomberg of this photo of like the prototype, like what classrooms are going to be like. And it's little kids in masks and plexiglass shields with their desk, like covered with, sanitizers and wipes and i'm like fuck it's mm. like that when i saw that photo yesterday it hurt my heart so much and of course i was a dick about it and said well i hope everybody out there it's a pretty cool photo i hope everybody out there enjoyed going to a bar once mm -hmm. the implication the true implication being this is my kid's life now mm -hmm. you know the kid like imagine imagine somebody younger than your kid and you go and read about the precautions your child not your child but a, a kindergarten age child hey great i'm starting kindergarten will be handed a ball that only they are allowed to use. And in some cases they will stand in a circle and play with a ball that every, like the small number of kids who get to go to school this day, that's, that's their life now. 
And I'm, so, I'm sorry, bitch. I know it's whatever, but like, so it just makes me so fucking mad. All these fucking dinglings and thumbheads out there just nihilistically, this death cult of people just could care fucking less what it is doing to so many people of all ages. But the idea of a little kid having to live like that is just tearing me apart right now. Well, you know, the thing about little kids is that they don't know little kids. They How just do you keep little kids from touching each other? The well, teacher that's making $45,000 a year is now like a child cowboy? Well, that's the thing. That's, that's, that's not going to... All of that is just like <clears throat> adults trying to correct their mistakes in kids, or in, in what, they, what they force kids to do, which is the, which is the history of humanity right we probably adults yeah. don't want to do the hard work and so what they decide is that in the schools now all the kids are going to learn latin because that's what they wish they had done no i feel terrible for imagine being imagine being i imagine mean being I, you're, like say for example like a 12 year old kid who's really coming into their own <laughs> yeah well that but but you know even 12 yeah you're you're right before but i mean imagine being 16 Imagine being 16, you go back to school and mom and dad are at work. Like there's just so many, this is the ultimate public health Kobayashi Maru. Like every single answer to this sucks, but you're absolutely right. Imagine being 15 right now, how restless you are. And like, Ugh. well, and you just, I mean, all I was explaining to my kid what it was like to me, what it was like for me when I was 25 and 20, 20, I was a little late. I was a little late to being 25. I wasn't 25 until I was actually, I was about 22 when I was 26. I don't think I was 25 until I was 30. <laughs> I oh, know exactly what you mean. I'm always eight to 12 years behind. Yeah. Yeah. When I was 26 in real years, 22 in dog years, John years, <laughs> John years, <laughs> you know, my, my life was, it was incredibly social and it's not to say that I, I never, I don't think I ever needed, needed in needed in quotes, human company any more than I do now, but I had it. It was yeah. what I did. I woke up in the morning. If you want to see usually, rock music, you're going to be around people. That's well, just there's that. And you yeah. work at some job and you've yeah. got, and yeah. then you go, you, there's nowhere to go. So you go and you have nothing to do. <laughs> so you go to the cafe, you sit around, your friends are all, also struggling artists. So it's like, what should we do today? I don't know. Let's put on a show. And, and it you was know, just it's also cool. Cause you haven't gotten to that phase where like some people have money and some don't as much yeah, where one right. person's like, let's go to the Hamptons. And you're like, my electric is overdue. I got to not do that. None of us had any, none of us had any, uh, prospects. prospects. You know, it's <laughs> not like, yes. it's not like any of us was any yes. more incrementally successful than the other, not even about money, but like, None of us had had the, our name in the newspaper yet. It was just like I don't know what should we what should we do like, and to to be twenty five to be twenty six going on twenty two now, and to be trying to conduct all of that online, which I think is what's happening. People are like yeah. ticket 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 ticket. I can't. I just can't imagine it. And and that and I think it's that lack. It's not that they're not. It's that I can't imagine it. And. <clears throat> like when That's... you see ads for dating services like dating apps and of course it's all adjusted to like let's talk on video it's just right. i understand what they need to do for their business but holy shit you see yourself <laughs> ever doing that well <clears throat> i was never uh i have never been on a well, no, that's I went on that dating app. That <laughs> one time, enough but, dates to not go on dates. <laughs> no, but you know, I think this is the generation gap that when we talk about a Gen X millennial generation gap, it's just about, it's a gap of, it's just like a kind of a priorities gap, really. Hmm. Millennials aren't, they, they know computers better than we do, but it's really just a gap of, of priority or priorities. Mm -hmm. But the generation gap of, between us and a generation of kids that never played, that only knew each other online or or more importantly not even that that's how they were when they were eight but that that's how they were when they were 24 that they were just like yeah I'm, you know 20 when i turned 24 it was coronavirus year so i just basically like went on tiktok um yeah I, my lack of comprehension about what that would even entail mm -hmm. how that would feel to it to be to be to have all that youth and vitality and 
strength in the body and and energy and to have it funneled that way that's going to produce when that person is 30 and I am 65 and we're and we meet somewhere and are talking about politics I don't I have no idea how I'm going to mm-hmm. understand them you know understand their experience yeah yeah because it's because it's unprecedented it's not like the it's not like the generation gap between between the greatest generation and generation X where it's like you kids had more television, you know, it's, it's this other thing where it's like for, for two years, you never touched a person. Yeah, exactly. The exactly right. And I I don't want to be too like overly dramatic about this, but I think it's fair to say that when much of this is said and done, um, it's not just going to disappear. I think there's going to be, it would be to me a shockingly over, we're already so good at being over optimistic. It would be so over optimistic to think that we're going to be mostly done with this even in a year. I think this is going to be a very, very, very long tail if we're lucky. So if we could take it as read for our conversation, it's fair to say like we're six months into this. It's not at all weird for me or impossible for me to imagine that there are kids out there who will just have a big old year carved out of their life. And at all those different ages, there's different kind of uh, developmental windows and opportunities, especially for things like language. I mean, think about what a kid gleans from being five years old in kindergarten, like how much you learn about dealing with other kids. And I don't want to over-exaggerate it, but that sucks. It sucks that they're going to have, as we said, this giant asterisk or 30 asterisks on this one year of their life. It's like, where are all the photos like of you in an apartment that year? It's like, well, that's the only place that was safe. Can you tell me what TikTok is? <clears throat> yeah. Is it Vine? Are yeah, they Vine it's, stars? It's a, I don't exactly understand it, but it's a lot like Vine. And like Vine, which I discovered way too late in life, um, there are people doing extremely creative, really different kinds of things. For some people, like with Vine, it's all about like a, a just an incredibly short, clever bit. For some folks, and you remember like on Vine, a lot of it was like like the women, the gays, and the blacks were like just killing it on Vine. Ditto on TikTok. Women are just going like doing the craziest, best stuff on TikTok right now. Sometimes it's about editing. Sometimes they're a little longer. Sometimes it's about, yeah, obviously it's got a longer time than Vine. But yeah, that's essentially it. It's a bunch of very uh, short videos that are um, that are very, cre- people are using very creatively, especially now. Does that make sense? What? <clears throat> yes, but what are the, what's the format? Like, is it 10 seconds, 25 seconds, 400 seconds? <laughs> I don't seconds? know the answer to that. I don't think it's hard and fast. When I say I know it's longer than Vine, well, I've seen some like that woman, that Sarah Cooper woman that does the amazing Trump impersonations. You know, She's great. Yeah, she's terrific. She's the Dana Carvey of that horrible man. Um, all I'm seeing is Vines that have been, that have been excerpted and sent over to Twitter. Like I'm not, I've never been on a Vine platform or right, I wouldn't right, know right, how right. to navigate it. There's some Vine compilations, boy, I can't believe I'm saying these words to John Roderick. There's some Vine compilations that we have watched <laughs> on YouTube many, many, many times. Um, because there's lots of them there. You could just, you could just watch, you know, three compilations of just Griffin McElroy. But a lot of times it's like, okay, here's the classic ones. Everybody loves, you know, what is Griffin McElroy doing on Vine. Well, when he, he not TikTok, but back on Vine, he oh, did very tic- funny oh, vines back in the day. Oh, 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 oh. So oh, those compilations, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the TikTok, I, I mean, I don't, I click through when it shows up on Twitter. For my own reasons, I've deleted the app from my phone because it's kind of a nightmare from a security standpoint. Oh. But I'm really on the horns of a dilemma because my kid doesn't have a lot of cool stuff right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I like. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's the idea. I, I don't know the answer to your question. I will find out while you're saying whatever you say next. I will find out what the time limit is. My sense is probably 10 or 15 seconds. I, li- I, I like anything that has that kind of like super strict limitation. Some constraint, yeah. My sister has been really interested lately in the idea, you know, just the kind of thought technology that like none of the the quote unquote liberty or freedom that we have are we actually made to, uh, you know, like we're incapable of, of actually dealing with the liberty that we've granted ourselves and that for 50,000 years, human beings lived under incredible pressure and with incredibly strict, like hierarchical, um, like governing rules and, you know, primarily 
if you're living a subsistence lifestyle, you don't, you're not making a lot of choices. You don't have a lot of free time, you know, if you're like mm-hmm. scrambling, sure. but also if you're in a feudal society, if you're in any kind of pre-industrial society, if you're in an industrial society, you know, you're, you're living with rules that bind you social expectations, just time, that time allotment and also the pressure of disease and violence and all the other things. And just in the last 50 years, all of a sudden we squirted out the end of this aperture. And now a lot of people, even people that are, um, people that think of themselves as, as not only not wealthy, but poor still are, still have time to think you know, and let alone the people that are middle class and that have to make decisions about what they want and who they are, what they, mm-hmm. what are their dreams? You know, like, what am I going to do today? These are, that's not a question that anyone ever would have asked in the entire human history up until living memory. What am mm-hmm. I going to do today? It's always, that always was just never, more like, what, what do I need to align myself with to stay alive today? Right. Or like, what, what? From the moment I wake up, I know exactly what I'm going to do today, right. which is toil. How do I keep my and, job? How do I how do I stay in good stead in my church? How do I not, you know, um, provoke a government official or regent? You know what I mean? Like I bet a but lot. No, but of this it, is this is the thing. It was never phrased as a question. They mm-hmm. knew what they had to do and right, how to right, do right. those things. They never had to ask. They just right. got up and did did their did the thing. Yeah. The the question the idea that you would even have the power to ask about a simple, like, like how, how do I tie this knot? It's just like, nope, here's the way that you tie the knots. And now we're living, coming out the other side of it. Somebody like my sister is a 50 year old unmarried woman with no children who can do whatever she wants today. And she's trying to make a living and she feels stress. She feels stress about trying to put her, you know, to get her rent made and her food, paid and but none of that is really you know she's sort of like do i should i move to alaska should i be an should i should i join a union should i be an artist should i learn to you know like there's so much choice and she feels i think over the years like for a long time she was proud of the fact that she was independent and freed and had never sold herself out and never had never become, you know, somebody that she despised, but she's at this kind of turning point in her life where she's like, I have no rules and I feel incapable of living without them. And I don't know how to impose them upon myself. And I have closed the doors on every single possible external rule that anybody would ever try to hand me. Uh And so what do I do? And that I'm takes, like, that takes so much self-knowledge to arr. realize, let alone accept that. It's real. it's really nuts. And it's true. It's true for us all, I think. And, and I think more than me, most people like, would be willing to admit it's, it's kind of true. I've known it creatively for years because I thrive under situations where I have no time left and no money and the thing has to get done now or it's not getting done. And Raise I go, shit, hand. okay. Yes. <laughs> no, I, ha- I have no choice but to do it. Yeah, I have no choice. Absolutely yeah. no choice. But With whatever's here. Right? Whatever's here. Whatever. The thing now is it just needs, this is such an ADD kind of thing for me. Is like, well, now I have no choice but to do the thing I was supposed to do. That's right. This is, the, this is it. And when I was writing that column for the Seattle Weekly, it was due on Monday morning at 8. And I often didn't start writing it until Monday morning at four in the morning because that was the limit. I knew that it was going to take me four hours to write. And, you know, and so even the self-preservation of like, why don't you start it at 6 p.m. and then you could go to bed at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. It's like, nope, that's it's it's got to start at 4 a.m. And the reason I haven't finished a record in now 15 years is that. I thought I was doing myself a huge favor by gradually eliminating all the people that could tell me what to do, all the financial pressure, all the stress, you know, and, and, and put myself in a position where I didn't have to answer to anybody. Mm-hmm. And every how, how step could you I took not, How in could that you direction, not create 
almost endless amounts of great stuff. If you get, if you've given yourself claimed that much runway, it would be impossible oh, not yeah. to make a few great things. Oh yeah. Right. It's like every musician I know that reaches a certain stature. The first thing they do is build a studio in their basement and I have pulled them because they build a studio in their basement and they're, and now they're going to make records on their own. And they, they, they had all the fun of buying all the stuff and building a studio in their basement. <laughs> There's one person. That's me. That's me and notebooks. Yeah. You and notebooks. You know what I mean, though? Every, like you, you spend so much time getting exactly the right gear and clearing your calendar. Yeah. And then you're, you're just like <clears throat> sitting there like some kind of Peanuts character just staring at the camera. With the most beautiful notebook and pen you've ever oh, saw. Oh, so good. It's so too nice to use, really. The only person of all the musicians I know, and I know a lot of people that have... A, to- a fully fledged studio that they could make records in in their basement, and that and they haven't opened the door in months because it becomes this. Who wants to go into a studio by themselves and work on music? Yeah, Nobody. no, that, that's become your dreaded failure closet. Right. The only person that does it is Ben Gibbard, who built a studio for himself. But his lifestyle, or his uh, his the way his mind works, he gets up at seven. He takes a run, he goes in the shower, and then he goes to work. And he sit, but his job was, it's like Randy Newman. He sits down and he like starts to work on songs. And, and then at <laughs> 2 p.m., he turns off the computer and he's like, Good day at work. Sitting in but the room, writing this down. I'm being kidding. He's the only one, the only one I know that does that. And the rest of us are, the more freedom I had to do what I wanted. The less I did. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know, like, I, I have the same problem that my sister's describing, which is anyone that could impose an external deadline on me, I have already figured out a way that yeah. they have no authority. You went through this me. with Hodgman, right? Where at first you hadn't you assigned him the role of bug me about the book and then you like withdrew it at some point. Like, don't, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> Yeah, stop bothering me. And you know, I have a I have an agent. I have a book agent. He writes me all the time. He's a wonderful those, guy. Yeah. I meet him when I'm in New York. <laughs> and he just got married and he's like one of my favorite people, but every time I see an email from him, I'm like, "Oh, oh god, god damn it." Just shit yourself. He's like, "Hey man, I, I no just no check problems, it in, man. No, no pressure. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, just uh love to love to see anything you've got. This is uh, this is that one day advice. a month when I check in with everybody I uh, probably shouldn't have a relationship with. Um, I've gotten sad. to um, really enjoy um, one of the things I am aware of and I am grateful for. Sorry to bust a gut. But um, is, you know, my pals who I've gotten to be better friends with through DMs or texting or whatever. And one of those is absolutely Paul of Paul and Storm. And we go back oh, and yeah. forth a lot because we like a lot of the same dumb shit that nobody else he's cares a about. Fellow. He's such a nice man and he's, he's a good person. But um, if you hear this, Paul, hi. But like we were going back and forth the other day. I forget how screw we even. Off, Paul. Huh? Oh, fuck him. Said, he always I wants to drive off, and you want to drive. Yeah. Right? You know what, Paul? Yeah. Fuck you, Paul. F- fuck him in particular. What about Storm? Ugh, Storm. Yeah. Even worse. Oh, look at me. I'm quiet. I mean, Paul's, Paul's bad, but Storm's. Oof. I'm quiet. Look at me. I must be thoughtful. Shut up. He's, he's thinking a lot of things, and you know what they are? Stupid. Psst, fucking stupid. Um, I forget how we got onto this. Of course, we're talking about... Oh, no, no. Like, you were talking about friends. You were like... Well, yeah. Well, no. So, so like, we were talking friends. about... We might have been talking about... We t- end up talking about uh, Bernard Pretty Purdy a lot, because we end up talking about Steely Dan a lot. Whatever reason, we got into talking about the four-track era, and I was sure. reminiscing about, like, I was making payments. Uh, was it a TAC, a Tascam? It was a really, really, really shitty cassette four-track I bought when I got my first big boy job, and it's, you, I don't want to say you've heard music, but a lot of the music I've recorded was done in my bedroom with this incredibly shitty, noisy, no matter how much you cleaned it, you still had, like, resi- when you bounced, it sounded like shit, and you just keep doing it until it sucked less and then you go okay i get the constraints of this now these are the kinds of things that sound good and these are the you know what i'm saying like but you have to like discover that yourself there's no manual or big book you can read you just need to make a lot of shit and then eventually it's a little less shitty but it's still pretty shitty but it's yours and it's fun and i was just saying like you know can you even imagine how different our world our friends our music our communities like if we hadn't had shitty four track recorders in the 80s and especially 90s because, and I say that because, like, obviously, I don't think we'd have Elliot Smith so much, probably. Mm. But also, like, what you're describing here, it's like if you build yourself this, like, stately pleasure dome, 
of like all this recording equipment, that is a lot of pressure. But like if it's you in a really messy bedroom at 1030 on like a Saturday night with headphones, like that's a very interesting constraint that can, I feel like push creativity mm. rather than pull shame. And so, like, it's, it is, we, you're still working with a constraint. My God, you're a white guy with the ability to four track. You're so lucky. Yes, absolutely, 100%. But it's not the same as having a Vanderslice style, like, lease on a place with two amps and shit. Like, that's a lot of pressure. Whereas, mm. just like me with this dumb shit, like, spending an hour recording this same guitar line 28 times until I get the take that I want without having to quantize, that's still, even though I'm doing that on an iMac, it's still a constraint. And it still does drive me in a way that I find powerful. It's not just having the room. It's not just having the equipment. It's like having the right mix of the, of what rakes and hoses that let you help Jason dig a hole. Like you just, it's there's less pressure than all of those opportunities that could otherwise await you. You would think that the that the technology pressure, that the technology constraints would work for me like the deadline constraints do mm -hmm. that the fact that i don't even know how to quantize a thing i barely know how you just said there was a new garage band and i use garage band every day and i had no idea there was a new one and well, I, I mean just, i've been the one i use to record or to quote unquote edit this program like it's not going to work on future max so i had to learn new things including the when i say new it's not from like 2012 oh but oh, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. but like logic logic shit dog there's a lot going on in Logic, and I find it extremely overwhelming. Yeah, do you have it? Yeah, I have a legal bot copy. Um, but like, because I realize if I want to keep doing Roderick on the line, I need to not have an app that's going to break pretty soon. So I end up finding this other app that's incredible that's all about podcast editing, not about music making. But at right. that same time, let's go back. Let's go back to the tape. Well, in that small amount of time. I learned just enough to be dangerous in GarageBand, and now I kind of know my way around. I end up turning a lot of the buttons off because I don't know what, what the fuck a lot of them mean. But yeah, exactly. It's it, But that's just enough for me to go like, okay, this is, even if I just dip into 5% of what this thing can do, I'll be able to produce things that I couldn't before. And that's exciting. I, I wish that I found, I wish that I, what am I trying to say? I have the constraints of, technology like dialed so far back like the 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 compressor on my technology is is cranked so that if it has more than more functionality than about four things <laughs> it, it, like i can pull a menu down go to a sub menu pull that down and go to a third yeah, but you're not trying to land a plane you know <laughs> but i but i am in the sense that it, yeah. in a way i think that what i'm trying to do is make music that rivals when I pretend to fall and that in so many of the things that I do where I have, where I've, I've compressed my expectations. It's because I've never done this. You know, I've never like whatever I, when I, when I go into doing a carpentry project, mm -hmm. my, my expectations for myself are high, but and and if I fuck up, I'm mad. Mm -hmm. But that's but, not your primary job, right? There, I do not have anything, any carpentry that I've ever done that I look at and go, "Well, the next thing I do has to be as beautiful as that fucking pipe organ that I built." <laughs> but when I, you know, when I call up GarageBand and I sit there with a guitar in my lap and I look at the at the the birds going by, there's a voice in my head that's like, "Well, this is what you do. Like, this is your profession." Yeah, like it's and just sitting there have, with its arms folded, just staring at you, right? Right, and it's mm -hmm. like you've done this before, and you've made, um, you've made songs that even when you listen to them, you're like, "Wow, amazing!" Like, uh, and <laughs> what, so what are you going to do now, Mister Guy? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, get get going. <laughs> oh, What's no. your first thought? Better be good. Better be good first time. Now, 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 now. I should clean the pots on this guitar. It's just like fuck this. Yeah, yeah. Still, and, uh, you still, you still feel that way. Oh, absolutely! It's oh, it's awful. I got so much music in me that I want to that I want to make, and I look at all of this, and I'm just like, oh, you know what? I need I need to get I need to get some handkerchiefs to put over the lamps to create 
more oh, of that that'd mood. Be a good mood yeah you know like the mood that they had when they made uh um like a Fleetwood Mac record or something yeah or like that that great talk talk record you know like they really they really got the the lava lamps going mm-hmm. i don't oh i need to make another pot of coffee you know? oh you know what i should do i should mm-hmm. buy pro tools. everybody uses pro tools why don't i have pro oh but if you if you really want the big pro tools you gotta you gotta buy the hardware and then oh you're gonna need more hardware yeah but of course you know i need the big one right because i'm a professional music artist i don't know how you would make it without it pretty soon yeah. i'm pretty soon i'm upstairs like Bending paper clips. Ironing handkerchiefs. I'm ironing handkerchiefs because, like, these are too wrinkled. That's going to fuck me up. <laughs> Prefab Sprout would never record in here. <laughs> My love and I 